we're going to share a special treat for you. Uh, this is our first foray into audio journalism. Yep. Uh, on March 4th, Sunday, uh, Ryan and I, we took friend of the show, best friend of the show, actually. Closest friend of the show. Ashley Loa uh, from Family Promise of Hawaii. And of, fan favorite. Of episode four fame. We went out to visit Pu'uhonua Waianae. The camp for houseless persons on the Waianae coast of Oahu. And about... Which is now being threatened by uh, the DLNR with being uh, basically closed down and everybody kicked off the land that they've lived on for the last nearly two decades. So we met up with Josiah from Tyrell's Angels, which is a local charity uh, doing great work really closely with the Pu'uhonua and folks all up and down the Waianae Coast. We're really excited to share this treat with you. We got some great interviews so many folks at the camp were so nice, so kind, like really eager to talk to us. Uh, and we were fortunate enough to be able to sit down with Auntie Twinkle, the head of the camp, uh, and basically just listen to her talk story for over an hour. She she gave so much of her time, so willingly, so freely. During such a tumultuous yeah. period of her life. It was about, uh, I think, a week later, the state announced that uh, they were planning to sweep the camp. Yep. Totally unknown, totally unforeseen. We hope that with this episode, you don't just enjoy our information that we're giving you, but we really want to give everyone listening for our mainland listeners an idea of what homelessness looks like in Hawaii, for our Hawaii listeners an idea of what our leaders are doing to these people. And what we want is for this to spur action. We want people to call their legislators, call your reps, call your senators, call your city council members, call whoever it takes, call the DLNR, call the governor's office, write letters, do whatever you have to do. We're really at a, we're at an inflection point where we're showing our decision, we're showing by our decisions what our priorities are. And Pu'uhonua and taking care of houseless persons who are doing nothing but seeking refuge from the unbearably high cost of living here just trying to stay alive we've got to help them and it's immoral and it is it is not it doesn't comport with the aloha culture and the aloha spirit for us to do what we're doing to these people hey josh yeah you remember that time that we had that bomb-ass interview out in Pu'uhonua? You mean when we went out to Pu'uhonua Waianae and got to have a sit-down... Like an hour-long sit-down with Auntie Talk Twinkle? story with Auntie Twinkle. How the, sick was that, dude? For like an hour? Yeah. And it was like a life-changing moment for both of us. I remember we were like both like nearly in tears multiple times throughout the interview. And it affirmed like... Our belief that humans are essentially good. And then, and then, remember that time we went to play like the actual forty-five minute see, audio clip to see that what we happened had. to Auntie Twinkle's interview, and, and then the audio file was corrupted, and it was forty-five minutes of static. Do you remember that? It just happened. It just freaking happened. Ah! <laughs> Listeners, ladies and gentlemen, we're sorry. It's eight fifty-four p.m. It's Tuesday, On a Tuesday night, not Tuesday, a Saturday as normal. March thirteenth, the year of our Lord two thousand eighteen. We. We fucked up. We fucked up real bad. <laughs> we thought we were talking. We were talking a big game. We thought we had this great interview piece. We've been teasing it. Yeah. We've been like, we've like started our own hashtag campaigns yeah. on Instagram. Hashtag. We were ready to drop this incredible episode on you guys. But listeners, all hope is not yet lost. We still have three and a half minutes of our interview with Andrew Twinkle, and it's, we're gonna play it. It's not the meat and potatoes. It's not 
It's not even the appetizer. It doesn't go to what, you know, obviously there's so much more about the story that needs to be said and needs to be told. And clearly we are not the ones to do it because we can't be trusted with with basic, anything. Yeah, recording equipment. No more field interviews. I, I'm just like, what do we do? Maybe, I mean, I don't know. Do we pack it in? I think we just quit the podcast. I'm not doing that. We had a good run. Yeah, we we, did. we didn't even we didn't even make it out of March. Who are we kidding? We had a terrible run. Yeah, that's a that's not a good run. We can't quit yet. No, we're not quitting. Um, Any, let's let's give some more bad news. The worst thing that's going on in this country right now, objectively, is that we don't have this audio from Twinkle's interview. We're gonna play three minutes of Andrew Twinkle, and we're gonna play. We've got some other cool interviews and some other cool stuff. Yeah, we've got like. We've got good stuff that we don't have anti-twinkle, Before, but, but we're excited for you to hear the other just, stuff too. I did just, like, now that we've gotten a little bit of it out of our system, if you're still listening at this point, which I'm pretty impressed if you are, just be rest assured it's not all going to be doom, gloom, histrionics from here on out. We no. will eventually share some good stuff. No, it's, I mean, it's going to be really good. Like, truly, I mean, we were kind of tongue in cheek about it earlier, but... My faith in humanity was restored by our time at Pujonua. And I, we're not going to editorialize. After we do the drop, after you hear the, the theme song, we're not talking anymore. Yeah. It's, it's going to be these. that. We're playing out. Uh, no shout outs this week. We don't deserve to do shout outs nope. because we couldn't be trusted with doing a field interview. Nope. So no shout outs. You can listen once the drop comes, listen to the entirety of what we're going to give you, and then just go on about your day. And we hope you have a good one. Yep. But in the time we've got before the drop, my God, what an amazing experience it was going to Puhonua. Yeah. I mean, and not just and not just Auntie Twinkle as amazing as she was. We talked to everybody. so many cool residents, these people like big hearts, big dreams. Please, folks, call, write, beat down the doors of your legislators, Tweet, congressmen, governor, drag them on Twitter, everybody, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email. Everything Make your you voices heard. Yeah. These people need our help. They need help. I I will tell you, dear listeners, I have been in Hawaii for six years now. And six whole years. Six wonderful years. And I have never truly known what the Aloha spirit was until I went to Pu'uhonua. I mean, I'd seen it in minor ways, but to Ohana means family. <laughs> And family means no one gets left behind. Is that from Lilo and Stitch? You tell me, colonizer. I never seen Lilo and Stitch, man. I never watched Lilo. And, I only watched. You, I, you're, are you trying to tell me you know the true meaning of Aloha Spirit and you've never seen Lilo and Stitch? I watched Ringing Star Marshall. I watched The Descendants. I just never got around to it. It like came in an awkward time for me. Have you seen Moana at least? I saw the first 20 minutes. No, I'm kidding. I watched. Get this howly out of here. I Do watched... the drop. Do the drop. I'm trying to tell the world I'm nothing to be trifled with. Staying hotter than some rifles. Yeah. Okay, so know that we said that we weren't going to talk anymore after the drop. But, uh, you know, as as our recorder so brilliantly demonstrated, the best made plans. And Count so, of course, you know, we were pal with our uh, intro there and went ahead and packed up all the equipment. Yeah. And I'm getting ready to yeah, do all our Facebook and social media posting for... Episode uh, eight, eight, drop it tomorrow. Drop it tomorrow with yeah. Nadine Wolf, um, which 
at the rate, I don't know even know when this is coming out. I don't know when people are going to be listening to I this. I have no freaking idea this because <laughs> we open up the computer to do a Facebook post and now the camp's not getting swept. The sweep is the sweep is totally off. So So this is one, this is awesome news. But like also I mean like, this is just awesome news. Like we can't be upset. But like shit. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> We're what an evening. What an evening it's been. We're trying so hard to bring you guys the most relevant, hard-hitting, hard-hitting content. Yeah. Maybe this is a sign that like when you try to like work full-time and like have like a like, you know, a job and a career and stuff, recreational podcasting and like trying to break news and be on the cutting edge is So you're saying we need to quit our jobs. A fool's errand. We need to quit our jobs. We need to quit our jobs. Wives, we're quitting our jobs. You heard it here first. Sorry, how to do it? We've got uh, nearly we got several hundred, you know, weekly listeners, and they demand that we cut our job, quit our jobs. So, uh, this is totally not a rash move at all, listeners. uh, I will be looking for a place to stay. Starting Uh, a GoFundMe account. Pretty sure my wife is going to toss me out after this. I have no idea what else to say. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm overjoyed at the fortune of those in. And the Pu'ohonua Owainai camp. Uh, I'm glad that cooler now, heads prevailed. DLNR shouldn't have even messed with them in the first place. And I can suck a dick. And <laughs> I'm very, very happy for all the people there. Yes. But this has not been the best. <laughs> productive. Most productive night of podcasting. Guys, I don't know what else to say. We're tired. I guess just in, enjoy what we've got that... Okay, you know what? Here's here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I'm standing to make this point. Normally, I'm sitting as I talk, but I'm standing to make this point. These people still need our help. Yep. They need our help because they need to be humanized because the problem runs much deeper than a homeless camp sweep. The problem goes to the core values of not only Hawaii, but the culture of the United States. And where the world, the human race. We're not doing man. enough to make the places that we live livable. And these people are a victim of uh, the affordable housing crisis. They are a victim of an economy that prioritizes those at the very top over the people actually doing the work at the bottom. They are a victim of a culture that does not provide ample social support for people struggling with addiction, struggling with uh, chronic unemployment, or the risk of being homeless. They didn't get to where they are overnight and they deserve better than what we as a society have done. And if you are listening and disagree with us, if you think they're all mentally ill or drug addicts or crazy or whatever, listen, listen to it and be the judge for yourself. If you're the person who believes that they are, you know, real people deserving of love, listen to this and honor their story and the way that you live and in the decisions that you make. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. So taking you to that day, just after lunch, we arrived at Waianae Boat Harbor. We parked our car, walked over to the camp, and that's where we met Josiah, who gave us a tour and told us a little bit about the camp structure and the camp rules. What's your name, my friend? Uh, my name is Josiah Correa with Tyrell's Angels. Shoots, man. Um, and how long have you lived here? Uh, so I moved in here to, in November of November. last year. Okay, shoots. Where, what part of the island are you from? Uh, from my Pablo. From my Pablo. Okay. Do you mind if I ask what got you, what brought you out here? Uh, so my family's organization has been helping them since 2012. 
and I kind of wanted to move in to kind of experience and learn more about the the issues they go through so I can find out how uh, I could better help them out. Awesome. And so what are we about to do now? Uh, we're about to go on a tour, kind of show you what the in, in the areas and different places. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, so they have mandatory meetings every month where the entire village comes and just to go over the rules, anything that happened within the past month or so, and just to um, discuss all the issues and possible um, solutions. But do you know what this one's going to be about? Um, not too sure about this one, yeah. Okay. Shoots. Josiah explained that Auntie Twinkle runs a tight ship. Auntie Twinkle is the head boss of the camp, and the camp is divided under her into ten sections with a captain for each section. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, no, she confused the other camp. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this one was um, a younger couple, in their twenties, um, but they kept making noise at night, so Auntie had to, you know, kick them out. She she gives them warning, of course, and whatnot, and she actually helped the guy get a job before he, you know, but she did have to lay down the law and, you know, enforce the rules, huh? Yeah. But she still makes sure that you know she helps him. So he comes every now and then to the donation tent still and. What he means. We found out as we walked further along that not only are people trying to steward their own lives, but they're also trying to steward the resources of the land they lived on. Josiah took us to Pu'uhonua's most significant cultural resource. The Opaiula is the source of Pu'uhonua Owayanai's current standoff with the DLNR. The DLNR, the Department of Land and Natural Resources, is claiming that Pu'uhonua's residents have been throwing trash into the Opaiula and have been contaminating the water in the bay by dumping garbage and human waste. The state of Hawaii uh, applied for a grant from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in order to build a marine education center around the Opaiula attached to the nearby high school. The deadline for the grant, according to the state, is coming up in June, and that's the reason that DLNR is giving for why they need the residents of Pu'uhonua Owainai out so quickly. Basically, they want to build a research and education facility, and they're kicking everybody off the land to do it. Allegedly. Allegedly. The Opaiula. Uh-huh. So when it's high, high tide, um, the, there will be shrimp that come in here. Yeah. It's pretty rare when it does, though, so it's been pretty dry for the most part, but that's what it was for. Pretty, like, how long has it been dry for? Um, that I'm not too sure about. I did, like... Is this like ancient Hawaiians? Yeah. Dug this? Or um, I these think are just it's kind of naturally occurring. Yeah, it's natural. Okay. And then they kind of just block it off just to protect the kids and make sure they nobody protect falls the, into the Opaiula. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And just to protect the Opaiula and make sure nobody trashes it or anything like that. Have you ever seen it fill up? No, I've never seen it. In Hawaiian, Pu'uhonua literally means place of refuge. And Pu'uhonua has been quite the place of refuge for Jareen, one of the residents there. Jareen was a middle school friend of Auntie Twinkle and uh, found herself kind of down and on her luck, uh, was on drugs, and didn't have much direction in life until she came to Pu'uhonua. We ran into her sweeping up outside her tent, and she was kind enough to chat with us. Can you tell me your name? My name is Jareen Tokioka. How long have you been out here, Jareen? I've lived, well, we have lived here for two years. Two years? Yeah. And where before that? Uh, we were living at Nakulea. Nakulea. Tell me about Nakulea. Nakulea is a transition home where uh, single uh, women and men um, work. And then they get um, a subsidy off their rent 
um, it was it was a nice place. And so I see you have a bunch of signs here, and uh, the one I'm looking at now says, "Nothing in this world is free, especially for us still paying bills and taxes." What yes. Are you, why, what are the signs? What's the story behind those? I put that sign up because uh, people tend to think just because we live in this village that we live on welfare that we don't pay our taxes. But what they don't know is that the money that we do get, like even financial or whatever money that we have, goes right back into the system. Uh -huh. We pay taxes on clothes, on um, phone, um, what else? Everything. everything. Yeah, everything, really. If, when people see Ku Honua Owainai on the news, what do you wish they knew about the community that the news isn't telling? I wish that they knew that we are not all your typical homeless people. We keep clean. You know, we clean our area. You're sweeping right now. <laughs> yeah. You're, you know, we get rid of, rid of our own opala, um, our own waste. You know, it's not what they think it is. We're, you know, it's just like living in a house. You still got to do chores. Yeah. And that's what we do. We we don't make like we're homeless. Yeah, I got friends. a good village, yeah. like a good community here. We try to upkeep, you know, as much as we can. Um, but, yeah, we just do the best we can with what we have. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, we try and help our other neighbors that live around us. You know, if they don't have food or they need a pair of slippers and we have it, we'll give it to them. Mm -hmm. We don't ask nothing back for it because we know that in return, God going to bless us. How did you find out about Pu'uhunua <coughs> Twinkle is one of my very good friends from um, Intermediate. Okay. Oh. Where'd you guys go to school? We went to Jared Intermediate. <laughs> Jared, okay, yeah. yeah. So I've known her for... Over 20 years. Okay. I was living at um, Hana Street mm -hmm. when I first used to come to the boat harbor to get uh, food from the food bank. And she had seen me one day. She said, uh, Dream, you don't remember me. And I really didn't. But um, at that time, <clears throat> I wasn't doing so well. Um, I was into drugs and stuff like that. But, you know, she always told me from then, you know, if you need my help, you can always ask me. And so what I did was uh, I went into treatment. Mm -hmm. And, well, right now I'm five years sober. Good for you. Awesome. Yeah, and I ain't going back because I'd rather have my worst day being sober mm -hmm. than my best day being high. Two years ago, I thought about Twinkle because we were, we had to leave uh, Nakulea. <clears throat> so uh, we didn't have no place to go and uh, we were sleeping out on the streets and I got tired. Because you always got to watch your back, yeah. you know. So I thought about Twinkle, and we came over here. And ever since then, I, every night I get a good night's sleep. What does it meant for you to be here? Well, I'm standing up for, you know, what I believe in. I mean, yes, I live in this situation, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to stay in this situation. It's just temporary mm -hmm. until I can get on my own feet. We can't afford, even with two incomes, to rent a place, pay for electricity, you know, hygiene, phones, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. What if I want to get life insurance, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I got to think about that, yeah. too. Yeah. It's not, I'm sorry, but it's, we can't afford it. And if, But if we could, we would. We wouldn't be here. What is... Uh when you mentioned your dual income, what, what, are, uh, what do you do? Well, I was a janitor. I used okay. to work for HBM, but I had to resign because I have neuropathy in my legs. Oh, and that is incurable, yeah. which is sad because I love my job. 
I'd rather be working than living, you know, on welfare. You got kids? No, my kids were adopted. Okay. But I think I made a good choice because I wouldn't want them here. I mean, we're struggling already. I don't want them to feel the, you know, the pain of being homeless and people looking down on them already, you know. Yeah, my mom gave her children up for adoption, so I, I know what you mean. Same thing, she just couldn't afford to take care of them. Yeah, so I, I believe that, you know, when they get of age, if they want, they can come look for me, and I'll be ready because I'll have all those years of being sober under my belt, you know. Awesome. Jereen, thank you so much. You're welcome. After talking with Jereen, we continue to move on with our tour of the camp. We were talking to Josiah a little bit more about life, how we got to where he is, and what his future passions are. So you're from Waipahu, yeah? Yes. What uh, What do you do? Is this your full-time thing? You're out here trying to like help and serve the community? Uh, no, I'm in the military. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, man, what branch? Uh, the Navy. Okay. How long have you been in for? Uh, eight years. And you got you were fortunate enough to get stationed back home? Yeah, I asked for these orders. <laughs> That's awesome. I was, uh, when we, my family and I first started his organization, they were, I was in Virginia at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and then, so I kind of just did the admin side and, like, you know, try to get the family to do a, more outreaches every month, you know. So what do you do for the Navy? Oh, right now I'm a recruiter. Okay. All right. I'm not thinking about joining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I uh, moved in here was the, for the whole month of December 2016 to uh, make sure every kid was on our Christmas wish list. And just to understand and, you know, get to know them more. Um, and then after that, January, my tent broke down because of winds. Um, so I moved back to my house. Um, and then I decided to move back in again in November. What made you decide to permanently live here? Uh, I felt like it was the best way to try and figure out the, you know, understand the issues that they go through and kind of experience it myself. Why was it important for you to understand it and go through it yourself when so many people just kind of are comfortable letting other people do that for them. Yeah, I just, I didn't feel like I was making enough of a difference. You know, we came here every month doing monthly events and whatnot, but I didn't feel like that was making any overall, you know, long-term change for them. You know, I just pretty much fed them for a day and that was pretty much it. I didn't feel like it was enough. I just wanted to get to know them more and try and see what ways I can help them out. Are you thinking about getting out of the Navy whenever your time's up? Uh, yeah, I, I get out in um, June, but I'll still be reserves. Okay. So kind of. And then what? Here full time? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. As we were wrapping up the tour, we rounded a corner and saw a group of children in a field playing kickball. Uh, There's a lot of them. I don't know, maybe twenty. Yeah. Every Sunday, um, all the kids at Puho no Oai and I, they have a, a, an activity day, a family games day that's organized by the adults at the camp, uh, and they play kickball, baseball, volleyball. Uh, Pretty much every kind of ball. At the nearby park right next door to the boat harbor. And we also sat down and talked to two young women who are... Camp leaders in the camp. Yeah, they're captains. Essentially, uh, anti-twinkles deputies. And they told us about what brought them to uh, Pu'ohonua Owainai, what their typical days are like. What kept them there. And what, ke- and what, ke- what is still keeping them there. In a good Can way. Can you ladies tell me your name, please? So, do you want my first name? Sure. First, you give me your whole name. My whole name is Long. Okay, give it to me. It's Lila, Ber- Lila Bernice, Cecilia, Naahiana, Anna, Faatonu, Marcelino, Filo. You are not lying. That's so beautiful, but long name. Yes. And what about you? Randalen Kuipo, Loa, Falemana, Kalauli. Also a beautiful, but long name. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, how long have you ladies lived at Pu'onua? 
Uh, I've been here about a year and two months. I've been here for almost five, ye five years and a couple months now. Okay. What brought you guys out here? Uh, well, I moved from Ever Beach and I just want to go with basically my parent, which is my auntie's. I just wanted to stay with her. I didn't want to live with my parents, so I ended up staying here with her. Can I ask why you didn't want to live with your parents? My parents were doing drugs at that time, and yeah, I didn't want to, I don't want to be around that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, my dad's a pretty bad alcoholic, and I chose to live with my mom, so I don't blame you. I did the yeah. same thing. We had to leave my husband's auntie's house, and we had nowhere to go. So I came here because my family was here. What's your favorite part about Tugahunua? What, what, what you can't see if you're listening to this is that we are out in this beautiful field uh, overlooking the ocean on the Waianae coast, and it's an amazing day and amazing weather, and children and people are playing kickball and making food and just cruising. So it's kind of amazing already. But other than this, <laughs> what's your favorite part? Um, the kids. Kids. Do you have kids? Yeah, that one with the... In the green shirt? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's cute here. What about you, kids? Uh, yeah, somewhat kids. But it, for me, it's freedom. Yeah? Yeah. Not it's, having to worry about... It's kind of not having to worry about paying bills. Technically, we still pay bills. Yeah. Our cell phone bills, car bills. It's just you have a choice whether if you want to pay an electric bill or you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And for me, I really don't want to pay an electric bill because their prices is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I mean, to put it how it sounded to me, it's basically an issue of affordability. Like, yes. You wouldn't mind it if it was reasonable. Yes, I wouldn't mind if it was reasonable. But it's not the prices of living on a paradise costs a fortune. They're asking us for one whole body. And sorry, no. We've been talking a lot uh, on other episodes. We talked with uh, the guy who is in charge of basically the plan for Kaka'ako. I don't know if you guys are familiar where they're like right down by like Ward Theater and stuff like that uh, in town. They're building all these like high-rise apartments and high-rise condos and it's all getting it's pushing the price of everything up mm -hmm. do you do you guys think that's going to lead to like more and more people making that same decision like i just i can't do this anymore yeah yeah we have to figure yeah. out an alternative yep. something else that will work the higher prices go the lower well the higher people come out of houses What do you guys, what's like the biggest misconception about Hu'uhunua that you guys see? What do, what do you wish people knew? That we don't have the state helping us. What do you mean by that? Because that's, that's actually, I'm very interested. That's one of the reasons we want to come out. What, what do you mean when you say we don't have the state helping us? They well, give us we the pretty much have our one leader right there. The one in there. She's like the governor or the mayor Ms. here. Trinkle. Yeah. And then we have the leaders who go into separate, they have their own sections to take care of the people in there. The state, they're pretty much, they want us out, but they're not helping us like, get places yeah. and to move out, giving us somewhere to go. Why do they want you guys out? Is there a reason? This, well, 
the high school became in partnership with the state. And they want to take that land from us so they can build, I guess, other resources for the high school. But what about the people? Where are they going to go? Where are these kids are going to go? That's what they don't worry about. And I'm pretty sure half of them in that building, the state capital, have kids. But to me, they're all money hungry. And that's a shame. Do people from the state or you know, HPD or law enforcement, do they come by and you guys a hard time? Or One time, they actually came into Auntie Twinkle's tent, pointed, like I think it was a beanbag shotgun, right to the kid's face. Why? Because they said, because my auntie has a yellow motorcycle. Yeah. They said someone went robbed or this yellow motorcycle is stolen. But really, she has papers. Oh, my God. That was her birthday gift from oh. my grandpa, her dad. One day was wrong for putting on kid, one gun out on kid's face, yeah. even though that wasn't one real gun. Yeah. Two, you not only trespassing in somebody's tent, when all you could have done was, hello, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. And what about now? Are the police better in general? Uh, they barely come around, but we help them if they need, like, say if they're looking for somebody wanted. And we know, we have sources that let us know who's back here. And we, we grab that person and we hand them over to them. We don't argue, we don't fuss, we don't fight. It's a peaceful handover. I'm sorry, uh, I, I want to ask, and if this is like out of bounds, you guys can let me know. But like, do you feel like people here are like scared of what the state's gonna do? Like, what's the what's the the vibe here? No, no one's not scared. Not scared? No, we're all willing to fight for this land. When I, we were talking, we were walking around with Josiah. He was saying a lot of people sort of come here as transition, like whatever happened, like maybe you know they got into drugs or even just like the rent got raised on them and they didn't have anywhere else they could afford. Um, do you guys see this as transitional place? Do you see this as permanent place? Do you see this as both or neither or? I say both. Both. Yeah, because we had people, for instance, a family move in and they got them a place. And then I, I think the services out here, they only help you pay for rent for two years. And then after that, you have to at least sustain on your own. But this one family couldn't, and they ended up coming back. But shortly, they ended up back into another home. So it's just, it can either be temporary or permanent. It's all up to that person. Okay. And uh, we are obviously only here on one day on a Sunday. What is it, like, what's the, are there more events like this? Do you guys do lots of, like, lots of, like, painas? We, we, we try to do this every Sunday. Every it's Sunday. our family day, this so we our get family. our family out to play together and have the kids enjoy themselves. All that kids right there is all Twinkle's kids. She, she take care of them. How many kids are here? Do you guys know? Have any idea? Let me count. Oh. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Not counting the ones who are already around. Yeah, 16 kids out there. Are these the only kids that are in the camp? Or are there more kids? There are some more, like, 
five, couple more. They just stay with their parents back at home. When you say these are Twinkles kids, that mean the parents are not around? Or the parents, parents she's kind are, of, but you know, she's the one, yeah. yeah. She adopt Hanai, all the kids, yeah. That's awesome. What is, what is a typical day like for you? Maybe not on a not on a Sunday when there's like the family activity day, but like a, a typical day. What do you do? Well, I basically I just wait for her orders, basically. There's a lot of rules you have to follow. Everybody at the camp has yes, to follow. Yes, everybody has to follow those. What happens if people don't follow those rules? I was curious about that. Um, I don't know if you seen the signs when you guys walked around, but there you get three warnings. Oh, I didn't see that. No, what is it? Yeah, so How does it work? I think the first one is a verbal. The second one is a written. And then your third strike, you're out. Really? Yeah. Have you guys seen a lot of people get kicked out? Or most people learn after the first or second warning? Some people got kicked out. Really? Why have you not went, like, seeked help from shelter? Like, emergency shelters? We should preface that by saying Ashley works for Family Problems of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. uh, they help take people who are having like housing issues and get them into permanent housing and like, do like budgeting and job assistance and stuff like that. So she's got a special interest question. Mm. It's a better I alternative choose. for some people. Yeah. For me, I choose to so be some out Some people here. aren't comfortable being in housing. Yeah. I think they're more comfortable being in a tent and being on their own. Most of these people out here are street smart. So they don't know fully about education and stuff like that or how to even sign up for a job. What they know is how to work the streets, how to come up with money for the next day. That's what they know. And some of them, they're not interested in getting a job and going to work every day. Because for them, they think this life is easier. For me, it's a little bit about... Uh, is it... From somebody who's like who doesn't understand... Like... Who doesn't understand the, like, the lifestyle and the culture of Pu'uhonua. Because it is very unique, yeah? I mean, even in Hawaii, it's very unique. Um, I think people would wonder, like... Do you guys have intentions to move into more like a like a formal house or do you think you like the people want their kids in formal houses do they is it something where the dream is you know we're doing really well living off this land and treating it well and we want to be here for a couple generations like mm -hmm. how what's the vision well, i know it's not permanent over here we are in a process of transitioning into or onto another land. And I'm not sure if we are gonna have houses on that land. But yeah, the some of these parents want to take their kids off of the beach. But it's the kids who don't wanna leave. Oh, why would you? You got your friends in kickball every Sunday, yeah? Yeah. I wouldn't wanna leave. I literally, I wanted to run and go play over there <laughs> a second ago. <laughs> like I haven't played kickball in forever. <laughs> Yeah, some of these kids, they don't want to leave. Yeah. Okay. That's what makes it hard for a parent either to make a decision to move into a house 
or just stay here? Uh, are you guys captains too? Yes, we are. Yes, I am. And what's your area? I'm section two. What and I, I'm section one. What does that mean when you're a captain? Because most people don't, right. don't know that Bu'ohunua has captains. Pretty much just have to make sure that the people in your section follow the rules. How do you do that? You just talk to them yeah. and tell them what they did wrong. Yeah. Patience. Patience is yeah. important. Oh, yeah. Patience is Big part. Yeah. It looks like, I mean, how many zones are there? But sections? Or sections, um, I'm sorry. We had 10, but we put it down to 8. Oh, 8. So 8, and then Twinkle's obviously a section captain, yeah? She, she is she's, the she's boss. The, she is the boss. Okay. She's the mayor. <laughs> okay, so if there's... Eight sections, uh, and she lives in my section. Okay. So. So you gotta go keep her on lockdown. Make sure she follows the rules. No. <laughs> she. Oh, like the other way around. Yeah, it's the other way around. She doesn't. How do you become a captain? Twinkles um, picks up the captain. Yeah, you don't ask. Oh, you wanna? She gives you the role. When you when you're ready. That yeah. She, when she go. feels that you can be strong on your own and stand by your word, yeah. she makes you a captain. Awesome. Thank you ladies for talking with us. Thank you for coming out. Welcome. The captain saw that Auntie Twinkle was finishing her meeting and they asked us if we wanted to speak with her. And we said, yes, absolutely. So when you see Auntie Twinkle, it's quite a sight to behold. She's about five foot five with uh, salt and pepper hair, short, uh, almost close crop. Uh, she has a very kind face, dark sun-kissed skin, and just like the kindest eyes you've ever seen. And a pretty epic t-shirt with pictures of all the faces of all the various uh, Hawaiian kings and queens, which pretty epic. So anti-twinkle. Oh, uh, and she also, she, like, the other thing too, the thing that's kind of hard to describe is just the the gravitas there's for, a ton yeah. of gravitas for this, this like very like kindly middle-aged hawaiian auntie very like that lives in a kind tent face on the unassuming coast. yeah but when she walks she carries herself with purpose and what you immediately notice is the respect emanating toward her from every person yeah. in that camp right and Absolutely. everyone who's visiting mm -hmm. and it's so powerful that you immediately start to respect her as well having never met her in your entire life absolutely she walks over and you, you won't hear this on on the audio but we walked up and basically said hey auntie twinkle can we we introduce ourselves hey auntie twinkle can we have an interview and she goes yeah absolutely two holly guys she'd never met before she made us both hug and kiss her josh didn't give her a good enough I, hug. My, my, my hug was unsatisfactory. She made him... Do it again. ...give her a Hawaiian hug. I tried, man. And it, you you were Hawaiian, but you weren't Hawaiian. Hawaiian. And after redoing the hug, she beckoned somebody to bring over her folding camo chair who immediately Sprung ran into over action. with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when the woman says, move, you move. Bring me my chair. And I, I would have brought her her chair if she'd asked Any me. Any chair. She comes over, she sits down, and we start the interview. So, uh, we were talking about affordable housing. Yes. So, what, you can continue. Okay. For me, I think of what is affordable in Hawaii. Hawaii, first of all, you don't have no rent cap. 
you know, even with a couple of meetings that we did go to, we keep asking them what is affordable. They never, ever break down the numbers for us. They just tell us, well, it's affordable, yeah. you know. So I went to one opening that I went to, and the studio was 900, no utilities included. So how is that affordable for the people here? You know, some of them just live on one $700 um, income, and that's it. I seen a one bedroom there also, which was for 1200 Now, that's nuts. And what they said was, but this is not for the people. This is for the veterans. So, okay, so now the veterans, you guys all of a sudden have all this money that you can pay for the people. But what about the ones that really need it? You know, that is, to me, I think that is just nuts. Um... Yeah. How did how did Pu'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'u'